What's up, crew? Welcome to another episode of the Clover Tack Podcast, powered, of course, by Trailblazer Firearms. More on that here later on. Uh, September the 1st, 2022. Got John waiting down in the wings. Uh, John from True Shot Gun Club. Going to talk about uh, all the different things that they do, uh, as well as uh, deals available over there for you and lots of other things you should probably check out. Let me get uh, a banner up here real quickly, though, because, uh, as always, we'd like to say thank you to our Patreon patrons, YouTube channel members, those at Super Thanks, Super Chat, those at shopclovertech.com slash shop. Uh, and also want to mention that we are a proud member of the Firearms Radio Network. Lots and lots of cool podcasts over there. So go check that out, Firearms radio.net and uh, get uh, that line out here and remember too that while we do record these lives we do that for a reason and that's so the folks filing in can ask questions so anytime you've got questions on topic of course for our guests drop those out there in the live chat be patient I will star those questions we will eventually get to them I promise you that and that is a uh, perk if you're out there listening in replay in the audio world or maybe the video world. That is a perk of coming and joining live as you get to be a part of the show, so to speak. But we do appreciate those joining us in replay as well. And remember, if you are in replay, you can always participate in the conversation because there's wherever you're watching, listening, there is a comment section way down below there. So with uh, all that said, let's get in. Uh, the man of the hour, John. How are you, bro? I'm doing well. How are you, brother? I'm well. Um, I guess last time we seen each other was NRA. Yeah. How's life been? How's life been since then? You guys been busy? Have you had other oh, shows to go to? Busy. We were on with uh, the We Like Shooting guys about three weeks ago. Last night I was on with uh, Smash Time. So uh, I just piled it in. We got a bunch of things we're doing over here we just wrapped up our review and posted it of the new springfield prodigy so that's live and on our youtube page and i'll tell you they knocked that gun out of the park uh yeah i heard about that i don't know i don't know how many days a few days ago i heard about that uh, i do know some stuff i can't really talk about it yet but i do know some stuff about some other 2011s coming along uh, out there by some other brands so it's going to be interesting to see what the what the market look like looks like over the next few months but it seems that that's what happens right in the uh in the firearm industry you get one company comes out with something uh it, it's weird because they don't coordinate but for whatever reason it seems like every because i know for a fact the other companies that are going to have stuff released they're not following uh springfield i know they were working on you know their stuff you know, a long time ago, but it's really weird how that can happen. And all those things release at once. And you think what's, what's going on here. Right. Well, look at last year, we had the high power revitalization, right. you know, right. and right. you see EAA's dropping theirs and uh, FN did theirs and Springfield did theirs. So it's funny just how those just line up over and over. We're getting that five, seven resurgence too. It's, mm -hmm. it's kind of cool right now being in the industry with all these, these things going on, a lot of cool new guns coming out and a lot of cool new things. And 
it's just funny. Like you said, everybody just happens to follow it in step and nobody's really talking to each other. I think it's the mag companies. Let's, we'll, we'll put it on them. I think they're the ones who's pushing all these people. It could be. That could be. That could be. But OG Tank, he brings up something I was going to mention about Tars. Um, he says, come on with a Tars 2011. <laughs> so OG Tank says. Uh, that's hilarious. But I had this conversation with uh, with actually uh, some industry people not too terribly long ago. You talk about magazines. And we were talking about Tars, actually, in the PT-92. And they were like, you know, what I don't understand is they're still producing Tars as the PT-92. Uh, not a bad. Not a bad firearm, no. not a bad handgun. I don't understand. That magazine is not interchangeable with Beretta, for those that don't know. Um, I don't, for the life of me, don't I don't understand why they haven't fixed that or with their other full-size models, have not built those other full-size models around the PT-92 magazine. It seems like, to me, that would make you more sense. But I don't run a company, so... Well, know? and and running, you know, you know my background where I came from before I was at True Shot. So being in right. a in in that side of the industry, you know, sometimes when you're developing a pistol, you want it to have its own mag. You know, that's you know, there's more money in accessories, and I hate to say that, you know, that they're, true. they're 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 money true. grabbing, but you know, you want it to have its own proprietary mag and do its own thing, and that way you're not stuck to grip with restrictions when it comes to magazines because that's one of the biggest right. you know restrictions when it comes to a gun is how you got to fit that mag in that well and if you can't yeah. go thinner or bigger than that so and the, and the uh, 92 is a pretty large grip let's be honest oh yeah especially with the especially with a single action double action that trigger um and it being a curved trigger on top of that it's that in combination with the bigger magazine it's a reach for those with small hands well just the 92 alone i mean i think the 92 is getting, got the its resurgence a couple of years ago. We're seeing it kind of again a little bit. You know, Langdon Tactical did their take on it. Who Ernest is a good friend of ours and great guy, real great guy and really smart when it comes to that. You know, you'd look at Gearson, I believe is doing there. You did a review of the Gearson. Yeah. Um, I think Taurus, you know, from the jump when they took over that factory from Beretta, really did what everybody wanted in the 92 and took that safety right. off that slide and put it on the frame and put that rail on it. But there's is thick. It's yeah. thick, thick compared to the, the Beretta 92. And it, it's, again, it comes down to manufacturing wise, you know, they have to work with the materials they have and within the, the price point. Cause if you're more than a 92, no one's going to buy you. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, why would you? Right. Right. And, and that's what's, uh, that's what's interesting. I've seen, if you're talking about the standard Beretta 92, I've seen yeah. some standard Beretta 92, some smoking deals out there, um, you know, last couple of years aside, because there's not really any smoking deals, except for maybe what True Shot offers, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and, we, and we've definitely got to get to that. Uh, 500 Magnum out there, he says, when is Glock going to finally make a rifle or a shotgun? Um, as soon as Gaston does not even have to be cold yet. Uh, but he definitely has to be dead. It's uh, funny so, you bring that up. So as soon as he breathes his last breath, I can assure you that there are people with Glock that have all kinds of designs hidden in drawers, ready to go. But um, if you know anything about Gaston and have read about Glock and and all that kind of stuff, there's a there's a reason. And I'll and I'll bring you in here to to comment on it, of course, John. Um, by the way, Glock Rise of America's handgun. 
Um, and that may even be wherever you're listening down below, down in the uh, Amazon Influencer Store link I've got. Definitely get that book and read it. It's it's amazing. Um, but, yeah, Gaston is one of those people, uh, the industry, the community, they make fun of Glock perfection. <laughs> but they don't understand what it means. Like, Glock perfection was never meant to mean it's the perfect handgun. It's the perfect version of what they're building and manufacturing. In other words, they built something... And that's evident by the original design and how many tweaks have been made over the years, right? I mean, it's been tweaked yeah. very, very minimally. And what that means is that it their design, well, not the perfect handgun, but the perfect design is what they were going for. Uh, and that's held true. So, uh, but yeah, go ahead. You were gonna you're gonna talk about no. Gaston. Well, we were just talking about it this morning because there's another company, and I don't want to go too much into it. That's going to shake up this market here real soon but uh you know glock is not going to do it and gaston is worried about his horses and stuff and i love glocks and clocks glock you know glock they loves a little bit of them they just they work just, they just work but they do make subtle changes and it does make it a little bit better every time depending on who you talk to like the right. gen 3 glock 19 is probably the perfect glock because you, you see it now everybody's either copying it or making, you know, cause the patents are up, either right. making a clone of it or making something that uh, looks like it or somewhere around it, just making those subtle changes. And I think, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, Glock is good, loves them some Glock and they're going to do their thing and, and good on them, you know, right. good on them. They know right. what they got. So, well, you know, from a, from a branding perspective, from a company perspective, right? I mean, you got to get out of the consumer mindset sometimes and get into the, the mindset of those guys. And I, I think that's where a lot of people, you know, fail when they're, when they're looking into it. Um, let's jump in here, John, uh, True Shot Gun Club. So I'm trying to think if prior to, of course, you and I have known each other for since before you was with True oh, yeah. Shot Gun Club, but. I don't think I was aware of True Shot Gun Club before you went over there and uh, and started work for them. So uh, give us, for folks out there that go, what is True Shot Gun Club? I've never heard of them. Give us a little bit of backstory on you know what the company is and, and traditionally what they've done, and up in, at least up until the point you joined the crew. Yeah, so True Shot is, we started seven years ago out of the owner's garage. Um, we went from there to about 2000 square foot facility. And we literally sold everything. We were one of the top arrow dealers at one point, uh, but it was, you know, anything we could sell, we sold. And as we grew um, from that 2000 square foot facility, the owner, his background is in oil and gas. And as you know, oil and gas is a commodity and same thing with, uh, you know, ammo. And when he, he thought about it for a second, he goes, I'm really good at commodities and ammo is just pounds of lead and pounds <laughs> right. of brass. That's all right. it is. And uh, we switched strictly to ammo in 2019 and which was a good time to switch to ammo. And uh, we've done ever since. And that's all we do is ammo. We'll, we'll do some bundles here and there. You'll see us do. Um, well, we do. We've added a couple things too, but we do mostly ammo. So you're looking at like, 
you know, we do a bunch of bundles with mags and bags and things like that, but we also just brought on knives. We're adding a couple new categories, and there's nothing to say that we won't go back to fire full firearms and everything like that. But right now, we, we've moved from a, a 2,000 square foot facility right before I came over to a, a 10,000 square foot facility, and we're already outgrowing that. So it, it's been wow. really great growth, um, and we're really proud of what we've done. Uh, you know, Kyle, the owner, really, really is a hardworking guy really knows this market knows when to buy when to sell when to put the prices where they need to be uh we as you can see what by our deals we really try to price ourselves best in the market on most calibers uh most you know the most popular uh, nine and and two two three five five six seven sixty by thirty nine and you know the sky's the limit really like for us we're we're talking about opening up a second location in nashville to kind of split and help with shipping costs because ammo's heavy and it's got to go ground. It can't go by air. So the shipping cost right. gets a little high. And that's where our A-Zone Rewards program comes in. So that's $99 a year, unlimited free shipping to anywhere. Uh, there is a $1,500 limit because it costs a lot of money to ship a pallet of ammo. So sorry, you can't <laughs> buy a pallet worth of ammo. Right. But um, it's, And it pays for itself in, in two, two, three transactions once you start doing that. And I believe, we Clover, you got a code. Uh, so that code helps support his channel. So make sure to use his code. I'll make sure to, that he's got it uh, updated again with him after this. But yeah, I think, uh, you know, the company itself, we've, we've really grown. We've really built ourselves, and the owner's very proud of we're actually on the Inc 5,000 list this year. Nice. So, well, and that was probably a smart move, right? Was <laughs> on a scalability point anyway, <laughs> you know, of, of saying, Hey, we're just going to focus with the ammunition here. Um, it's a lot less of moving parts and pieces. You, you think about, you think about some big, big stores, and then of course you know these guys as well as well as me. But you know the guys with Midway, the guys with Brownells, and, and some of the bigger names in the, uh, they do it all stores. Let's say, mm-hmm. um, you know, good lord, the amount of SKUs they have to deal with, right, and keep up with, and the amount of regulations on various parts and components and firearms and and things. It's just such a headache that you know a lot of times it's better. It's kind of like a surgeon, right? You, 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 uh, what is the word? It's not simplify, but you specialize, right? You right. Kind, of, kind of say, Hey, we're just going to work on this one thing and specialize it. And so, you know, unlike some of the other companies that do the hodgepodge randomness of all sorts of things, you guys can focus on that one thing and do it better. Yeah. And we get, we average about two to three container loads of ammo shipped here a week to us. Wow. So, that's a lot of ammo, and we, we move it really quickly and, and try to keep the, the product constantly changing. And you'll see, like, there's some brands that you may not have heard of, but we go out and test it and make sure that's good before we we do anything with it. So, right. you know, we've got the Tehrans. We've got the SAR USA ammo, which is some of the best ammo I've shot. Uh, you know, Turkey is just kicking out some great stuff all the way around. People want to oh, knock yeah. on Turkey, but... You know, well, they got some garbage too. Don't get me wrong, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, they they are by and large. I think they're kicking out whether it's ammo, firearms, or anything else. They're just kicking out some good stuff. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, Turkey just is a monster, especially now that Russian ammo can't come into the country. Turkey is going to be you're going to see a lot more ammo coming from Turkey and Eastern Europe, like Bulgaria and things like that. You see that stuff come in, right? Well, a lot of people don't know, but that's kind of the area of the world that uh, firearms and stuff sort of originated from, in a way. Um, What was it? Belgium. Um, Back in the uh, 
you know, 17, 1800s and so early 1900s, even um, there were proof houses in Belgium and a lot of firearms, you know, commercial grade firearms uh, went through those proof houses. So it's, it's interesting to see that it's, it's, it's moving back that direction, I guess. Um, I want to talk a little bit um, kind of about you and your move to mm-hmm. um, true shot before I do that though, let's uh, let's pay some bills real quick. Uh, and talk about Trailblazer Firearms, because I've actually got a, a, a little bit of a story to tell. If you're not familiar with Trailblazer Firearms, well, uh, they have the life card, the little foldable 22 long rifle or 22 magnum uh, single shot handgun, as well as they've got the uh, pivot that is hopefully soon to be released on the on the commercial market. By the way, if you check out the life card, uh Clovertac gets you uh, 10% on that. But uh, the life card was one of the things I was talking with Spencer at uh, Trailblazer the other day. And I said, you know, it's interesting with my life card. Those that have, have followed me for any length of time know that I do not like pocket carry. And it's not necessarily the pocket carry on a firearm, but I don't like carrying heavy, bulky, whatever things in my pockets. That could be a lot of change. It could be a lot of keys. It could be a number of different things. And so obviously with pocket carry and a firearm, not a fan. However, uh, since having the lifeguard and, and being able to play around, first of all, very innovative, very fun, regardless of the defensive uh, uses and, and potential purposes for it, but I've noticed that I've slid that thing in my pocket a number of times and literally forgotten it was there. And that says a lot to how lightweight it is and how smooth the profile and, and how thin it is. Um, so I just wanted to mention that here uh, on this on this segment. If you're like me uh, and you're averse, averse, is that the word, to pocket carry? Um, that trailblazer again, it might be, uh, it might be a thing for you. You might find that that uh, kind of changes your mind, at least when it comes to that, but, uh, check them out podcast as always powered by, uh, and not as always, but at least this season powered by uh, trailblazer firearms. So let's get, uh, John back in here. If I can get my screen working right. And, uh, thanks for sitting through that. But, uh, oh, no when, when you jumped from uh, the previous employment to uh, True Shot, I'm, I'm just curious what was what was going through your mind. Was there uh, was there reasons you were you you took that plunge and and went that direction? Uh, you know, my background and and degrees in marketing and uh, Kurt Staubach, our, our director of marketing here at True Shot, came from the previous employer. He called me up the one day. He goes, "I got a spot perfect for you," and I was like, "You know what?" Let's do it. Let's go. And I'm, I just turned 30. I'm young enough. I don't have kids. I'm married. You know, I looked at the wife. I said, it's time. Let's go. Let's move West. I'm tired of the snow. Let's go. Let's go move, move out to Arizona and enjoy some warm weather all year round. Uh, especially today. It's, it's 92 now, but it was like 107 yesterday. So it was a right. good old time, but yeah, it was, uh, it was the right move. I think it was great for me to go get into the, getting back into this side of the industry, kind of do some marketing, more marketing stuff. We work really hard here to really boost our marketing, build up, you know, not only our content side, but really build up uh, the company and, and get the name out there. And I think we've done a great job in the last year. I would agree. I think you have too. That's what I was going to say with the previous company. We've seen you at shows and some different things like that, sure. But, you know, we didn't see you near as much on social media. And y'all got a pretty banging Instagram. Um, you know, things like that, we just didn't see a lot of you. 
uh, and the, and the, the other folks out there too, of course, but, um, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of neat to see now because, you know, not only are you doing the, the traditional thing when you're, you know, obviously we've worked together, you've sent me some things to, to help out some projects of work as well as other gun tubers and podcasters and Instagrammers and everything else. So, uh, yeah, having somebody like you, that's not just into marketing, right. But, is kind of in that space yourself, right? You do a lot hmm. of the videos. You do a lot of the Instagram posts. Uh, I think that can make a, a real difference when you have somebody that actually knows that space doing that job, right? Right. And that's where, you know, we're really thriving is we've built that Instagram. We've got a, a feel that I really am proud of when it comes to what we do on both YouTube and Instagram and you know, the, the my whole thing is there's a lot of, of things where people will market to a certain crowd and there's a lot of new shooters out there. And I want a true shot to feel welcoming. I want them to feel like this is a place they can buy from and feel like they're part of the family. And that's what we've kind of done with our content, not only, you know, on Instagram and YouTube, but also with our affiliates. You know, you guys are family to us. You're part of our team. At the end of the day, you know, we, we value our friendships and the bonds we've built over the last, you know, previously two, three years to this last year, you know, a lot of these people I call friends like you and, you know, just to name a few Sean Heron over at We Like Shooting and, you know, Mr. Big Kid and Tactical Consideration, Tactical Toolbox, all those guys, John Patton, all those, they're all friends now. And that's, that's really what it is. Cause I can call any of you guys. I've called you before in the past and pick your brain. Like, Hey, what are you seeing? What are you you know, right. what's, what's that, what's going on? You know, right. what's, what, it look like? what's, yeah. what's it look like? Because at the end of the day, you, you have a different perspective than maybe Sean has or somebody else. And if I right. grab all your perspectives and go, okay, this is the flow we need to go. This is the direction. Yep. This is how we need to build this because, you know, we're really in this community, we're really tight knit, especially, you know, we go to shows, we all hang out together. We're tight knit people. And, uh, at the end of the day, you know, you want to bring more people into that tight knit group and bring more right. of, you know, all these you know, 10 million plus new gun owners, bring them in because at the end of the day, that'll help you out in the long run. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a weird thing. I mean, it, it, and that makes total sense because a lot of people, a lot of people get into this and they, in talking about from the industry side, right. And I actually had this conversation Hopefully we've got that company on next week. I'm not going to spoil alert just in case, but, uh, but had the, this conversation earlier that some companies get in and they get in a lane and that lane may be the operator tactical or that lane may be the hunting or that may be the sports shooting. Right. And it's like some companies are set up that way um, from the start. They pigeonhole themselves. There's nothing they can do with you guys. Uh, you guys run the gamut from, you know, shotgun sports to, you know, tactical to hunting to whatever by, you know, by, again, by focusing on the ammunition side of things. Right. And so I think that's where the multiple perspectives does come into play. If you guys were only listening to the tactical trainers out there, right. Um, look at the market share you're missing on those that are bird hunting or those that are sporting clay shooting or those that are, uh, you know, just, Every day, your EDC can still carry training people, right? That need a few boxes of, you know, nine millimeter FMJ. You're not focusing on 
the the shooting community at large, right? You're, right? You've got that narrow focus, and that's a bad way to be, I think. So kudos for you guys, I guess, for doing that is what I'm saying. Yeah, and and my whole thing was if if you feel welcoming and you bring these people in and you touch every lane, because ammo's not sexy. Everybody, I got to sell you a piece of brass and a piece of lead and make it look good. Uh, <laughs> if I can bring it right, you know, oh, okay. The guns look sexy shooting. So we really, when it comes to that, you know, we shoot a lot of different guns. We do a lot of different things. We don't narrow ourselves down to one thing. We always have something new. We're bringing in other people from the company who want to be on there, who think that, you know, they could do it. And I'm always willing to try something new to kind of give a different perspective because if it's, it, it is always going to be Kurt and I or, or Kyle most of the time because we're, that's our jobs. That's what we do. But if I can bring in right. a guy from shipping or if I can bring in a guy from the, the upfront in our retail space to kind of be there, you know, now when people come in, you know, they'll be like, Oh, I, I just saw you on that Instagram post, you know, and it builds that kind of relationship and it builds that bond. It is, it's funny how little that may be, but just seeing a familiar face that you just saw on something else, mm-hmm. it makes people people kind of happy at ease because they're sometimes they're a little nervous and tense when they come into especially gun shops and things like that sure yeah it's it's understandable uh got kind of a i guess an icebreaker out here but but uh, 500 magnum he says john he says what's your favorite caliber for carry and uh, i'm gonna kick him out of the chat for this i'll give you one warning now 500 magnum but that's it don't mention the 40 uh smith and wesson in my chat ever again 10 millimeter light is life so, uh, but he says minus 40 S and W and 38 special, the 38 special saves you because I'm a fan of that too. But, uh, yeah, as far as the favorite carry caliber, uh, right two now, questions. I'm going to expand yeah. this two questions. Number one, John, what's your favorite? Number two, mm-hmm. what is the best selling carry caliber? You think that, that, uh, that true shot sales. So right now I will say my favorite carry calibers between, uh, it's, it's nine millimeter and I do every once in a while pocket carry, uh, a, a revolver if I'm taking the dog out or something like that. So 38 special, but, uh, the number one caliber selling here is definitely nine millimeter. And you can tell, you know, that, that cursed caliber that happens to be the 10 millimeter short, we'll just call it that, uh, it is, uh, it's kind of going the wayside. And we saw that, you know, we just reviewed, the Springfield XD conversion slide from 40 to nine. And uh, we, we made some really bad jokes against 40 and it, it is, that's what it is though. It's, it's just a yeah. dying caliber. I don't think it'll ever die. Cause there's so many guns out it there, won't. especially. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. used for a lot with law by law enforcement for so long. Right. That, <laughs> that, yeah, I agree with you. I think it, it'll, and I, it is not a horrible caliber, but if you, if you love 10 millimeter, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> 10 millimeters the best millimeter let's get let's get that straight let's get right yeah yeah let's get real <laughs> let's get real here exactly um now you talk about nine millimeter so uh, that's i would have guessed that and i think anybody else no. out, out there when they you know your best selling i mean yeah um is there a is there a defensive a particular defensive ammunition that you see favored more than another uh, as far as orders and stuff that are going through right now with the current and, and again, we're still playing catch up with the market. A lot of exactly. manufacturers are still playing right. catch up. So when we get HSTs in stock, they fly off the shelf. Those are the, again, and one of the best defensive loads out mm-hmm. there. 
Um, but we've carried a couple different weird and cool defensive loads. I would say weird because there was some Norma 65 grain nine millimeter with that screw tip projectile oh, wow. with that polymer screw tip projectile. That uh-huh. was kind of weird and cool. Um, ammo ink when we get those in because the price point is right. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people pick that up because it, it's 16 a box. So it's not bad, um, but you're looking at price point. It all depends on price point because a lot, again, a lot of people are new to this and new to carry because it's carry's been around for you know you and I in the industry who've been new. It's been 10, 20 years, mm-hmm. and a lot of these people are just new to it because it's they're seeing what's going on and they're seeing that they they need that. And most of the time, it's price driven. But HSTs just they just fly off the shelf when we get them, right. Yeah, I think a lot of that is it gets into name recognition, right? Right. Uh, you know, more than anything. So, yeah, I mean, that's the EDC. I want to kind of follow up with uh, with what the, the Direction 500 Magnum is going. Um, you know, you said that you guys turn over, obviously, a lot of 5.56, obviously, a lot of 6.239. Outside of those those two, uh, are there any – are there anything that – what am I, how do I want to put this? Because I know that availability and supply and what's coming in can, can hinder it. Um, but are you seeing anything that somebody wouldn't think of as far as rifle caliber that, that seems to be really popular? Like you're like, wow, I can't believe we sell that much of this stuff. Ah, that's a hard one. I would say, you know, your standard hunting loads. So you're talking like 30 out six, 270. When that gets in, that normally goes pretty quick. We sell a lot of 50 BMG, a lot, wow. and it's surprising how much we sell. But we're also in Arizona, so that there's a lot of space to kind True. of open up and do that. Um, so there's that. The weird one that always flies off the shelf as soon as we get it, and right now because the price is so high, it's kind of sitting. It's, it's not a right. I guess it's not a rifle caliber, certainly a pistol caliber, but it's both. Is five seven? Oh it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that one kind of goes real quick when we get it. But, uh, you know, the standard hunting loads, when they go in, they go out quick uh, because the last couple of years, again, they're hard to get and availability and supply. And uh, 6.5 Grendel, that's another one that's kind of weird that we kind of move a little bit of a 308 to 308 another anything that's like a NATO um, right. NATO use is, is flies off pretty quick. So you're 308, 762 by 51. You know, AK round 762 by 39 goes quick. 556, 223, 9 mil, 45 when we get it. 22's been moving now that the supply is a little bit steadier. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all, we move a lot, but the one that's normally surprising is, you know, those hunting loads, those 30 out 6, 30, 30, and 270 just fly. Nice. The, um, the 6.5 Grendel, that is, a, is an amazing cartridge. I like the cartridge. Um, it's got and has for quite a few years or maybe even a, a decade or more here uh, in my part of the woods, you know, you're talking about, you know, a pig popper, you know, it's been, been really good for the folks that, that go out uh, hog hunting and stuff like that. Um, but I, yeah, it never really caught fire. So I can see that if that's, that's flying off, it's like, what in the world is this? Right. Um, with 50 BMG though, I, you know, I'm curious because I, you know, I own a 50, um, the only ammunition in any type of bulk, you know, that I bought a lot of, um, is Federal American Eagle because it's just hard to find anything else. So, um, 
are there that many companies that actually produce 50 and do you guys carry any type of a variety on 50 yeah so we carry magtech makes 50 pmc makes 50 and there's a company out of tennessee called verog and they ship us three containers or pallets full of 50 it was seven thousand five hundred rounds per pallet of loose wow. 50 cal and nice. we had three containers of it. And that's something that we we talked about, like spilling it on the floor and doing fifty angels. But then we'd have to pick <laughs> that all up. Right. So yeah. Um, but yeah, there's like a lot more. American Eagles has been the one that because it's like it was Lake City, um, and you right. can get it right out of Lake City real easy. But now that Winchester has taken over that contract over Federal, um, you know, it, there's a lot more players in there than you think, and it's. You know, we got get crates. They're they're wooden ammo crates. It's actually holding up my mic right now. Uh, that fifty comes in from Magtech, and it's really good stuff. A lot of people don't. Magtech gets a, a kind of a bad name, but Magtech makes really good ammo, and they supply a lot of militaries on a lot of NATO countries with their ammo. They're one of the yeah. largest ammo manufacturers in the world. You know, I have never had I've never had any problem to speak of with any of my center fire any any center fire magtech ammunition. Um rimfire on the other hand is is a different story to me. I've had compared to other brands anyway. Um it seems like I've had more problems out of out of magtech rimfire stuff than than any of it. But, you know, there are certain companies that have their lane too, right? Yeah. Um, you know, you, you mentioned Winchester, I, I think Winchester, especially with their white box stuff. Uh, I don't care if it's rim fire or center fire or what it is with their white box stuff. They tend to have problems across the board, <laughs> you know, um, the old school Remington, the Remington UFC, the white and, uh, the white and green box stuff was the same way. I mean, it's like, so, you know, that's another thing that I think people have to have to realize they will they will buy a firearm and to your point on the, on the five, seven ammunition you see flying off the shelf, got to realize there's more and more companies making firearms with five, seven now too, um, than there have been. But when you've got people that go out, they get that, that first firearm or whatever, uh, you know, I think they need to be paying attention. I mean, like you said, people are prone to shop price. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's understandable. I mean, if you've got two things that are seemingly the same quality and one's $10 a box higher, what's the point in, in buying that, right? Um, but you have to know enough. And like when you're a new firearm owner, you may not. So you go out and you get priced. And I think a lot of the newer firearm owners, um, they tend to dog on certain firearms, not because the firearm is bad, but because they're running a lower quality, they've, they've run a lower quality ammunition through it. And they may not realize, you know, if I go out and just spend a couple more dollars a box, right. Uh, I'm going to get much better performance out of this particular firearm. Well, and, and to add on to that, you, you know, you're talking about not only that, but a lot of them, we just, we did a video with one of our affiliates and we, we sat down and she's like, I get a lot of these questions about ammo, because new owners don't know, you know, just look at the nine millimeter caliber. You're talking about nine millimeter Luger, 
nine by 19, nine millimeter parabellum. They're all the same thing, but right. people don't know because they're new to this and their gun set may say nine millimeter para because it's built in Europe and that's what they call it. And, or nine by 19. And here in the States, we call it nine millimeter Luger and same thing with, you know, 380 it's nine millimeter short or nine by 17 and a lot of those people don't know that information yet so it's 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 kind of like you shop on price but you also don't know just yet what is good what's bad what what actually my gun needs what it doesn't need you know things like that well it's understandable in a way too because you know you're taught you know, or I'll, I always was with my youth shooting sports experience, even before then, you know, you buy the ammunition that it says on your firearm, right? So if your firearm says nine by 19, you're supposed to go look for nine by 19, right? Right. Um, and so I, I've seen people get into trouble, especially the, the whole 300 thing is where I, I've seen people get into trouble. I've seen people think you could shoot 300 Winchester Magnum and a 300 Blackout. I've seen people are, let me, let me back up, they think you could shoot 300 Blackout in a 300 Winchester Magnum. Oh, it's just a smaller cartridge, I mean, a smaller load. And I'm like, it's still 300. And you're like, no. I've seen people think that 300 Savage was the same as, uh, you know, 300, like I said, 300 Winchester Magnum. Um, just all of these different things because that was the number on the box. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, 762 is the same way. I've seen people that, you know, oh, man, I got all this ammo really cheap. And you're like, okay. And they're like, well, you know, for my whatever it was, they're, they're, uh, uh, they're in 14, right? They're, uh, uh, and they're like, oh, I got all this ammo cheap. And, you know, they think it's 76251. And it's seven six two fifty four, and they're like, "Oh, it's just a hotter load," or something like. No, it's a it's a totally different thing. Like, you know, and then they're 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 mad because it don't fit, and probably it's probably a good thing that it doesn't fit, right? That goes back to that safety thing. You always tell somebody, "Hey, make sure you're you know, look you look at the firearm; it'll be marked as to what it uses." But you're absolutely right. There's some nuance and some conversion and some things like that that go on from time to time, especially when you're talking about bringing stuff in from uh, from other countries or even exporting stuff to different countries. I think John may have locked up on us. unfortunately so hopefully we get him back in here um hopefully he's not having uh too too difficult of a problem uh, i know that uh, we are having some storms here uh, we've got uh 500 magnum we'll just go through the chat while we're kind of waiting on john to figure out what's going on here but uh he says uh, y'all gonna laugh at me uh but i love 25 acp uh, and then G Web says 25 ACP is an awesome caliber. I think 25 ACP is kind of anemic for what it is. Um, but there's a lot of cool little firearms chambered in 25 ACP. Um, and at the end of the day, I'm not volunteering to get shot by 25 ACP. So uh, it is uh, what it is. Uh, there is Lucy out there. Uh, says uh, I look at uh, price per bullet. Uh, as well when buying ammunition. I think most people, I, mean, I think most people do, quite honestly. Uh, 
<laughs> There's a big Tony Simons out there. What's up? He says, uh, no one needs 25 ACP. He said, it's the caliber of war. Uh, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Is that what you're saying? Uh, what is 25 ACP good for? Absolutely nothing. Uh, yeah, quite possibly. So hopefully we get John back here at least to kind of close things out. There he is. Speaking of uh, speaking of the devil, he's back now. Yeah, we had an outage just pop up. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know it's been doing that here it, it today, and I was kind of worried. Um, but yeah, we kind of had a little brownout episode. Everything has went dim twice today, and of course we got some thunderstorms moving in. So you never know when you're live. But uh, thankfully, uh, it all yeah, thankfully it all worked out. I saw Simon was in here. What's up, Simon? Yep, Tony Simon was. Tony Simon, big my favorite guy. Uh, Tony, I'm giving you a hug. <laughs> Tony loves Tony loves giving hugs almost as much as he loves cupcakes. I'm just telling yes. you. Just telling you. Uh, tell not- tell Tony that. Uh, hold on. Tell Tony that uh, Kurt says hi and he's giving him a hug. So Tony, you're getting a hug from Kurt. <laughs> right. Snob <laughs> uh, out there. He says, uh, "What is the plans?" For true shot going forward, are they thinking of uh, of growing into selling firearms, etc., or do they want to become the go-to uh, now for ammo with John and Kurt ruling the world? I think he spelled Kurt wrong, didn't he? And Kurt spelled no, okay. That's right. That's a, that's, that's right. Okay. Name. Yeah, Kurt well, spells I'll... his name. Um. So yeah, right now there there's never a. A, a no to that question. You know, there's always going to be a chance at some point in our life or time span as a company that we're going to maybe sell firearms again. But right now we are the good at what we do with ammo. We're number one in the state of Arizona. Put us top five, top seven in the country right now for ammo sales. Mm-hmm. So we work really hard. There's some guys who are, are bigger than us, and there's some guys who sell more than us, but we're really, really good at what we do. And right now we're going to focus on that until, you know, there's a point where there's a natural progression that we're going to expand, you know, in, into other things. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you have to be able, you know, you want to, as we talked about earlier, you definitely want to laser focus on things. So, you know, going too broad can can be problematic, but you can never be afraid to, bob and shift and weave right um and, and change things up if you need to uh, i think if you if you get to that point as a business that puts you in a dangerous i think a dangerous situation um speaking of simon he says love the hugs so there you go Kurt, you go. tony tony says he's gonna he's giving you a virtual hug right oh, now that's so what i'm good. so good so we're giving out we're giving out the uh giving out the yeah giving out the virtual hugs so with uh walk us through tell us a little bit about the difficulties we we talked about it a a little bit we hit on it just briefly but you know the last couple of years and the ammo drought and not being able to get raw materials and the ammo's companies not cranking things out um you know from from y'all's perspective what problems were happening you know a year or two ago with that um and are they are there different problems today than there was then? So for us, we were fortunate. We have really good vendors. So we were able during most of this to have ammo in stock, not most of the popular calories, but have ammo in stock at one point. 
think when when I first started True Shot, I shot you a picture. We had 10 million rounds of Blazer Brass sitting in our warehouse. Right. So, which was crazy because it's a mountain of ammo. And and right now, the the supply has caught up a little bit. Kind of, you know, kind of took a curveball when Russian ammo kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. Um, Right. So, we found other avenues to do that. And right now, the current you know thing is you got to be the best price, and it's kind of getting there. So that's what we do: we be the best price on the market when it comes to things, and we got to make sure that we buy well. And you know, Kyle, the owner who who's walking over here waving at me, you know, he buys really well, and he does a really good job at at doing his job as a as the owner to purchase right, so that we sell it at a really good price. Right. Right. Now, as far as uh, as far as calibers, we kind of talked about some of the popular mm-hmm. ones. Are there calibers that you're getting asked for that you? Can I say calibers, cartridges uh, that you're getting asked for that you still are having trouble getting in? There's always going to be the ones people are asking for that we're going to have trouble getting in, and that's going to be like the oddballs. Like you're looking at like 204 Ruger and <laughs> right. 45 Gap and and. Uh, Let's see what else? I'm trying to think. All hunting ammo. Kyle's Kyle's trying to yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I said five stars becoming available. Five stars becoming available it's finally. Be the hot caliber this year. Set it here. He said five caliber. seven is going to be the hot caliber for the. Can you hear him, Chris? Oh Call yeah, him, we or? can hear him. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. can hear. Him. Um, hunting ammo is still tough because everyone's catching up on the FMJ stuff. Right. So that'll come in. Um, and for some reason, three three Lapua is a unicorn. Three three eight Lapuza unicorn. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's. Eight, oh, and eight six blackout. <laughs> oh, we're well, work, yeah, yeah. I can we're imagine. working on we're working on that one. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, yeah, the three thirty eight Lapuza. That's an interesting one. So I'm I'm glad I've got a fifty BMG apparently. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. We we got that covered. Um, yeah, the hunting the hunting stuff I, that doesn't surprise me. Um, and and you know what, a lot of people don't recognize. I mean, obviously, you guys being in the ammo do. Is that especially people that maybe are new to firearms that hadn't been around long or whatever, they don't understand that you know these ammunition companies are not making they're not producing a hundred, eighty, fifty, whatever different cartridges all day every day. They do things in batches. And so especially when you know something hits like the pandemic, when resources are low when there's overwhelming demand for a specific uh, cartridge that affects the whole production line right uh as far as what they're able to get out well you think about it if i'm an ammo manufacturer am i going to run nine mil which i know i can sell pallets of or am i going to run 25 acp which i'm going to sell you know a, a case of a year or two cases, right. three cases, whatever it is. Um, so from their perspective, it, it's, it's more of that. And then the change over time, they, they got to change over between calibers. It's the same thing back in, you know, the 2012, 2013 run, you know, the same thing happened where they were trying to make nine and then what, what gets affected by that? Well, 30, it's special. Uh, yep. Uh, 380 all those because it, you they use the same tooling sort of and and you know why why run that when i can sell four containers yep. to whoever 
right off the bat, I can make money instantly. Right. So what you're saying is we should all blame nine millimeter shooters. That's what I'm hearing John say is that any problem that ever happens in the, in the firing community, we can always blame it on the nine millimeter people. That's what I'm hearing. Right. Well, you're forgetting to tell the other side, you got to blame the gun manufacturers as well, because they're only making nine mil guns. Now, mostly nine mil guns now. So you gotta, you gotta play devil's advocate there. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> uh, man, I had it, you know, speaking of that, it was funny. I had a comment on a video the other day. Uh, I've got a video out there with the uh, the Ruger Blackhawk and the Ruger Vaquero. And guy comments, he goes, oh, man, he said, I love my, you know, Blackhawk, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's so accurate shooting nine millimeter. And I'm like, what? You've got a, What? You've got a Ruger Blackhawk and you've got a nine millimeter conversion cylinder in a Ruger Blackhawk. I'm like, dude, don't even talk to me. Don't even that you've crossed the line. I don't know. I don't know what line, but you've definitely crossed the line. It's like you can't you can't do it. I mean, the world will implode. Stop doing that. It's like, um, but yeah, I hear you. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I, I don't know. I don't know why nine has gotten it the way it has. Um, I don't know that in the 80s, I don't know anybody would have seen. I don't know if in the 90s anybody would have seen that coming, right? No. Um, but at the end of the day, I think you're right. I think it I think it hinges on nine millimeter is apparently, and give me your opinion on this. Yeah, but nine millimeter is apparently really really easy to build a firearm around. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. It's easy because of the, you got to look at it this way. We're, we're looking at, and I wrote my senior thesis on it, which is really funny. Uh, you're looking at, you know, the growth of concealed carry in the last 20, 30 years. Say, I think Florida allowed theirs in 94. I want to say it was somewhere around that, but I could be wrong, but then you're looking at that. So Look at 94. What do you have? You got the Ruger, Ruger 9589, whatever the magical number with Ruger is. You had revolvers. You had the Beretta. You had the high powers. You had the, the Smith number series where you need the Dakota ring to figure out which one's which. Right. Um, so you had the, the that whole series. And as we go, you know, then you saw – you know, the chief specials, the, the nine mil chief specials and things like that. You saw all those guns start getting smaller, smaller. Now we're getting smaller. Now we're getting bigger capacity. So now we're looking at the resurgence of small gun, big capacity. You're looking at the, uh, you know, you're looking at the 365, the GX4, which is one of my favorite guns uh, that I've just tested. You know, you're looking at the Hellcat, the Hellcat Pro. Now we're getting into that thing where we're looking small skinny but more more round count mm -hmm. and i think that's right. why because i can fit more nine millimeter in, in that magazine that's thinner than i can you know a 40 or 45 or you know so and so forth right no i think you're i think you're right uh -oh. so, <laughs> they keep opening the door on me sorry yeah yeah that's okay that's okay so like somebody was getting chewed out there our yeah, our office backs right into so our studio and our office is our old conference room that backs right into the warehouse. So oh, the guys, okay. the guys were warned before I came on that we're on the air, but they didn't 
pass it on to the guys up front. So one ah. of the guys came back and is howling like a monkey back there. Oh, having they're fun. Just, they're just having they're being, fun, man. They're being shipping guys having fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're we're running up pretty close to our uh, to our hour. It looks like here, John. Mm-hmm. So let's uh yeah, let's close this out just a little bit. So talk a little bit about um if people are interested in True Shotgun Club. Talk a little bit about the program, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, how easy is it to get involved with that? Where do they need to go to kind of follow everything y'all are doing? Just give us the uh, the standard rundown and spiel. The standard spiel. Okay, so you can find us at trueshotgunclub.com. Uh, to be an A-Zone Rewards member is easy as going in, signing up, and it's $99 a year, but if you use Clover's code, it's going to be $79, $80 bucks per year, and that helps him out on the back end, so make sure that helps support him. You can find us at on Instagram, which is trueshot underscore gun underscore club, or you can find us on YouTube as trueshot gun club, and we are very, you know, that channel's really grown. That's now hit 10,000 subs. So we're pretty happy nice. about that. That happened last week. Um, you can find us on Facebook as well, you know, standard, or you can find us, you know, Google machine will be your best friend if you can't find us any other way. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, sign up for the A zone, get that. We got exclusive deals, free shipping. That's one year annually. You know, it's like Amazon prime for ammo. You just order and it ships directly to your door for free. And we are shipping, 48 of the 50 states because we can't ship ammo on boats to Hawaii and Alaska. And we do ship to California, New York, and Tony's favorite state, New Jersey. So we just have to follow all local laws and make sure that you know that. And New York's been a pain in the butt the last couple weeks. So sorry to our friends over in New York. But uh, yeah. Right. It's uh, it's a part of doing business, I guess. Right. It's, It's having to do that, unfortunately. Um. Yeah, as far as as far as events coming up, I mean, obviously, what we're six months, less than six months, or something like that to uh, to shot. Uh, what do y'all got on the calendar between oh. now and then? As far as things you've got to go and do. Busy, 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 busy. So next week we're going up to Idaho to go shoot a long range class with Fred Masterson from Force Options USA, also nice. Athlon Outdoors. Uh, we're actually meeting Sean up there. Uh, we've got. IV 8888 range day over there in the first weekend of October. Then we'll be at Kalash Bash, uh, Red October. Uh, then we have our f- event, the Arizona Firearms Festival, November 5th and 6th here in Arizona. So that's going to be fifth here at our facility. And this year, we're really happy to announce that we've expanded that to be a range day on the 6th. And a portion of all proceeds that are earned during that event are going to go to GOA and a local charity to help support them. So support the cause. We're going to do a influencer fun shoot up there. So anybody, you know, if you want to come out, come on out, go shoot this fun competition. Um, Eric's going to be here. Sean's going to be here. Uh, Technical considerations, tactical toolbox will be here because they live here. Um, You know, we're really going to expand that. That's going to be at Benny Avery Shooting Center on the 6th. Uh, We're limiting that to a 1,000 tickets. And then the weekend after that, we'll be at CanCon over there in South Carolina or Georgia, Savannah, Georgia. Sorry. So, yeah, I've got a packed month and a half coming up. I'm I'm not my poor wife. And even I've got – I might even have Rachel's thing in between there. So, for those of you who may not have heard Rachel's taking over – 
what used to be Knob Creek, but it's not going to be at Knob Creek anymore. It's going to be in South Carolina. Oh, okay. So okay. Rapid Fire Rachel's redoing that. So yeah, it uh, it's it's going to be a busy packed few weeks for us, and uh, we're excited to go out and see all our friends. So if you're going to be at any of the events, you know, make sure you say hi, and especially you. If I don't know, are you going to be at Eric's thing? No, I'll be next one from me. Uh, you know, I will be definitely be at. Well, there's some things that are up in the air. Eric's is not yeah. one of them. Uh, but as far as prior to shot show, uh, the Wanamaker Tulsa Arms show, uh, so the big Tulsa show, I'll be there for sure. Uh, outside of that, it's kind of things are up in the air. I don't know what else I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing. I mean, there's so much. You just pointed out I don't know how many. So it's like, how do you how do you decide and pick and choose? I mean, you, you uh, it's a little different situation with me than it is you, right? Yeah. Because I have to pay for that. <laughs> like it's not, it's not like a, I got a company that, that says, Hey, we're going to send you here. Right. Um, so it's a little, it's a little bit different, yeah, but for uh, you, but for you, that's your job. So that's like, my job. My poor sense. wife, she's, she's yeah. like, you're not going to be here all of October. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, got, I got things to do. Right. Yeah. Now, uh, that big Tony out there, he says, New Jersey sucks. He says, thanks for shipping here. So, you're pass, welcome, pass, Tony. Pass that along. Tony appreciates it. So, uh, yeah, John, I'm uh, I'm glad you come on and and uh, and talk with us here. Uh, yeah. We enjoyed it, and and hopefully it got the word out again, folks. Uh, you know, go check out True Shot Gun Club and see what they're all about. If you make any of the events they're at, find John, find uh, Kurt for sure. Uh, give them all kinds of heck because they absolutely uh, deserve it. But yeah, I appreciate you spending. <laughs> You know, roughly an hour here today, John, and uh, y'all are welcome back. It's moving forward. If you've got announcements to make, things to do, or you just want to hang out and talk uh, guns, I'm sure we can make that happen too. So you got oh, a, I, uh, I will. Got a, I will you got an open invitation. Yeah, yeah, let me know. Absolutely. absolutely. Next time I got to bring ghosts on, I'll make fun of him too. I saw him pop up here for a second. Well, that or get you or get you on his podcast. Let's do that. Do that. Yeah. Let's right, just exactly. do the whole circuit. So, no, exactly. thanks. Thanks, Chris. Exactly. I really appreciate you having me on and, uh, you know, helping us get it word out. And, you know, if you ever want us on again, just let me know. That works. That works. Now for, uh, for everybody else uh, out there, I want to say thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging around, especially the replay folks. If you went 58 minutes or whatever it is now an audio replay, uh, you may be a little insane in the membrane, but we love you nonetheless for everybody that, uh, joined the side chat out there. Uh, shout out again to uh, Simon Says Train, Big Tony Simon, uh, 2A4E, the second is for everyone, diversityshoot.com. I got to shout out my brother Tony because he's doing God's work with 2A out there in New Jersey for sure. So uh, definitely check that dude out. Uh, check out True Shotgun Club again. Uh, see if there's anything on there you want, need, desire. And uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this podcast. Till next time, don't forget to chain fire freedom. We appreciate the Patreon patrons and YouTube channel members who keep these podcasts going. If you're looking for cool stickers, patches, and other gear, be sure to check out Clovertack.com. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Clovertack Podcast. <laughs>